the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom. This is week three as we will finish talking about the power of our words. Let's begin with prayer. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. Lord, you hear our words just from our prayers, Lord, and you know our heart when we speak, Lord. And so we first want to thank you, bless you, honor you, just give you all the praise and glory. Because this is the day you've made, we will rejoice in it. Lord, you have given us Yeshua, our Messiah, and so we are eternally glad. We bless you, and I pray in particular that this program will will bless you as we give you all the, the honor, and we thank you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Okay, first let me mention a great opportunity for my listening audience to attend a wonderful worship service featuring a Messianic worship band from Israel called Mekedim. They are the band from the land, so to speak, okay? So they will be at Sharesh David in St. Pete, in St. Petersburg, right? On Friday, July 20th. So it's just around the corner. Friday, July 20th. The service will begin at 7 p.m. This is a great time to invite friends, family, uh, Jewish people who don't know the Lord yet, uh, whomever. We want to get a tremendous crowd for them as they're a wonderful band. I think they, they have eight people in the band, um, do beautiful worship music, both in Hebrew and in English. You will be blessed. So please come out. That's um uh, and in fact, help us get the word out. It, it would be so great to meet you there. I will be there and uh, I'd love to meet you afterwards. The address is 4200 17th Avenue North. And they meet at Glad Tidings Church. Again, it's this Friday, uh, not this Friday. It is Friday the 20th 
uh, at 7 p.m. I, I know you'll be blessed. Okay, and if you have any questions about that, of course, call Karen at 813-831-5673. So let's get with it, right? <laughs> I hope that the past two weeks have made it so clear that choosing the right words is a major problem, not only for us, um, but for for everyone, whether we're a parent or a politician or whatever. So let's start out today with two thoughts. You know, these are important things. If we're going to change, number one, we want to have to get better. We need a desire in our heart to get better. Secondly, it's going to require discipline. So let's remember that as we uh, ended last week with this quote from Abraham Heschel, uh, self-respect is the root of discipline. Your sense of dignity grows with your ability to say no to yourself. Give that some thought. Hebrews 12.11 says, Now all discipline seems painful at the moment, not joyful, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So it's saying here that it's going to be painful to use discipline and not answer someone from our flesh. You know, we want to tell them what we really think, and it's painful to hold back from what we believe they deserve. However, when we manage to keep our words and conversation godly, we will have peace, knowing that in this situation we were godly, we were righteous. It's like a promise from Hebrews twelve eleven. The more we make this sacrifice and get trained by discipline, the more we will become righteous and our peace increases and we know we're journeying into the right direction. Is this enough this morning to make you care about your speech? (laughs) Before we talk about how to change our habits, let's be real. Recognize the problem and desire to change it. You know, those are keys. This is true about any change. So, How do I get you to recognize that I'm not speaking about your friend or your family member? I am speaking to you. (laughs) Good morning. (laughs) So let's recognize the problem and desire the change. If you don't do these things, it'll be hard to change. Look, uh, when I say stupid things, I remember them for a long time, and it truly bugs me. But I do feel I'm improving because I see the problem and I want to change. My heart is to have a heart like the Messiah. How about you? Okay, how do we change? We must desire to change and let God change us. Our ability to be changed by God is determined by our trust in him. Isaiah 50 verse 4 says, The Lord God has given me the tongue of disciples that I may know how to sustain the weary one with a word. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not disobedient, nor uh, nor did I turn back. So, first of all, he has given me a tongue of the disciple. And why? Because I pray and I desire it. Secondly, he awakens my ear to listen as a disciple. Third, he shows me how to encourage others with my words. And fourth, I was not disobedient. 
in James Yaakov 120. So put away all moral filth and excess of evil and receive with humility the implanted word which is able to save your souls. You see, God, God's word is planted in us. It's saturating in us. It's feeding us daily. And as we pray his word and proclaim his word, we will change. I must receive his word, though, with humility, and certainly that brings repentance. Proclaiming God's word in our lives will bring change. So imagine if you proclaim Psalm 19, 14, and 15 every day. Psalm nineteen fourteen says, Also keep your servant from willful sins. May they not be, have dominion over me. Then I will be blameless free from great transgression. You see, so when you proclaim this verse, you are showing God your desire to be righteous. You're praying this to him. And then verse 15 says, and this is still of Psalm 19, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, Adonai, Lord, my rock, my redeemer. And when I proclaim this verse, I'm praying about my words to be acceptable, and I'm praying about my heart to be acceptable before God, who I desire to please more than anything. Do you? So number one, right? We've just gone through number one where we need to let God do it in us. Secondly, we need to listen more. I know you said, what did you say? Yeah. Listen more. Do you know how hard it is to listen when I'm in a rush or I have a specific task to accomplish? Sometimes it's hard to listen because I know that person goes on and on and I want things to be short, sweet, to the point. Don't tell me the story. Give me the bottom line. Often it's hard work for me to listen. But if I don't listen, my words and communication will be poor at best. So in James or Yaakov 119, it says, Know this, my dearly loved brother and sister. Let every person be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger, for human anger doesn't produce the righteousness of God. So the first step is to be quick to to listen. You know, if we listen, if we take time to listen, we'll learn from others, we'll understand their heart, we will see others, maybe the pain that's in them. We will be less likely to overreact and jump to conclusions, and we will grow. Listening is such a big part of communicating God's way. How would you feel if God didn't listen? <laughs> oh, my. Number three, control your anger. Proverbs 16.32, he who is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he who rules his spirit is better than he who takes a city. So God is saying that if you're slow to anger, if you are you are actually showing your strength, if you are stronger um, you you actually be are stronger by by controlling your temper and being slow to anger. You're stronger than not only the mighty, but even stronger than the one who conquers a city. So, what are some practical ways that you can control your anger? Number one, wait. 
right? Don't respond quickly. Oftentimes, anger comes from quick responses, and then it happens from both parties, and you're in a war. You get it? So wait. Number two, speak softly. Oh, I should really tell you about this. I'm, I'm, I have such a soft voice. <laughs> and when I get passionate, I even get louder. Oh, my goodness. Years ago, I was teaching high school, and 11th uh, of my high schoolers were with me, and, and I asked them to describe me in one word. And believe it or not, three out of the 11 said I was intimidating. It shocked me, but my loud voice and my quick anger at that time caused them to feel that way. Another thing you can do to control your anger is watch your body language, especially your face. We give away many ugly feelings because of facial expressions or the position of our bodies. Another way to control is to attack problems, not people. Now, I understand that many people would hate President Trump no matter how he behaved. But it certainly hurts him when he attacks people. Wouldn't you agree? So you have to decide whether you want to learn from his behavior or just complain about his behavior. (laughs) Okay. Uh, As someone, here's another tip for controlling your anger. Ask someone to help you. Find someone you trust and feel safe with and ask them to be an accountability partner. Oftentimes, they can settle you down better, and they can also talk to you and tell you the real scoop rather than other people just shying away from you. And finally, ask God to help. Read and proclaim scriptures that puts his desire in your heart. Pray that he will give you all that you need to conquer the demon of anger. Yeah, I said the word demon. That's correct. I believe that anger comes from a demon that rises up inside of us. And I really believe we have to get rid of that demon. Number four, pick your words carefully. Proverbs twenty-one twenty-three: whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from troubles. Well, that sounds easy. Just guard your mouth and tongue, and you'll have less troubles, right? I, I, You know, look, those of you who know me, one of my favorite verses I like to bring out with so many different subjects is Galatians 6.1. Brethren, if someone is caught doing something wrong, you who are directed by the Ruach, the Spirit of God, restore such a person in a spirit of gentleness looking closely at yourself so you are not tempted to. Look, I'm not saying you don't correct people, but choose words that will restore rather than hurt. Make sure your correction, by the way, is about them and not something that is going on inside of you that you need to change and you're just playing kicking the dog and they become the dog. You know what I mean? Yeah. Parents who lose control when they discipline their children would be a good example of what I'm speaking about. I'm not saying don't discipline kids, and I'm not even saying don't spank, but I am saying you need to be in control of yourself before you try and be in control of your children. I am saying meditate on these scriptures and God will give you a better heart during confrontations and difficult discussions. 
It's so very difficult because to do the right thing, we have to seek to encourage people even in correction. That's very difficult. And oftentimes we say, well, they needed to hear the truth. It was done in love. And as I've said many times before, that's code for I blasted them. So any rate, number five, try to show compassion and understanding for the other person. Galatians 6, 2 we just read Galatians 6 1. Galatians 6 2. Bear one another's burdens, and in this way you fulfill the Torah, the law, or the instruction of Messiah. Are you able to walk a mile in their shoes, the other person's shoes? Are you able to consider their situation? Are you able to stop thinking about yourself and your feelings and focus on their needs rather than your own? Philippians 2.3 says, Do nothing out of selfishness or conceit, but with humility consider others as more important than yourselves looking out not only for your own interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which also was in Messiah Yeshua. Messiah cared more for us than for himself. Humility causes you and I to see other needs as more important than our own. Okay? In Romans 12.10, it says, Be tenderly devoted to one another in brotherly love. Outdo one another in giving honor. Honor is another way of saying respect. How often have I heard someone say, they don't deserve my respect? (laughs) May I ask you, do you think Yeshua would say that? Would he agree with you? Is that the heart of Messiah? Come on, guys. Though many of you are thinking that if only your friend or family member could have heard this message Consider this. They'll hear this message loud and clear if you change. Oh, gosh. Sorry about that. A couple summary verses. Proverbs fifteen twenty eight: A righteous heart thinks before answering, but a wicked mouth blurts out evil things. Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things and incurable. Who can know it? It is God's word permeated into our spirit, which changes our heart. But without that, our heart is deceitful above all things and incurable. It's only God's love, the love that never fails, that will change us. It is the power of his spirit giving permission giving his spirit permission in us to change us that will speak to our heart. So James 4.17 says, Therefore, whoever knows the right thing to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. Is hurting people with our words sin? I think you know the answer. Are your careless words sin? Scripture says they are. Are your words spoken in haste because we are ups- we are upset, and so do we sin? First John one eight says, "If we say we have no sin, we're deceiving ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sin, He's faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make Him a liar, and His word is not in us." 
And in Romans 3.23, it says, For there is no distinction, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Well, you might want to write down a couple things I'm about to say. I think they're kind of interesting. In every conversation, we should choose whether we're going to do one or the other. Okay, you ready? Or what are we going to do when we converse with people? Number one, affirm the positive or dwell in the negative. Number two, to spotlight growth or to spotlight weakness. Number three, to celebrate victories or rehash the failures. Number four, encourage, which means give courage to somebody else, or discourage, which means take courage from them. Uh, What number am I in? Maybe five? Think the worst or assume the best. Six, draw them to Messiah or push them away. One way or another, how we choose to speak will make a difference in someone's life or many lives. But most definitely, it will make a difference in our life. So specific things you can do this week. Number one, if you see that you have a problem with your speaking, which I'm saying you do (laughs) without even knowing you, look at your heart. Is it possible that your words are tipping you off to the fact that you need to evaluate your relationship with God. Number two, ask God to make you more sensitive to those around you. Pray that he would help you see others through his eyes. Number three, put action to your thoughts. Think about a person that is, who has encouraged you in the past, a teacher, a friend, a parent, or someone else. Take the time to write them a note or give them a call. And just say thanks to them. Be as specific as you can. By doing so, you will encourage them so much more, you won't even know how much you encourage them. Number four, set out each day to learn something new about some of the people you see every day. Ask questions. Show interest. Pay attention. Listen to the old stories for the new meanings. Five, set out with the express purpose of catching people who are doing things right. Look for things to affirm in them. Unfortunately, we see the failures with no, prob- with no problem seeing failures. We've had training, years of training to do that. But I'm telling you to catch them in doing well and then tell them they did well. Number six. Memorize the scripture about the power of words, like Psalm 19.15. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable for you, Lord. You are my rock and my redeemer. Number seven, do a study on the book of Proverbs. Write down all the verses that relate to the power of words. Well, look, uh, we are out of time today. I know that you will um, allow the power of of your words to be used of God to manifest the power of our faith. Be prepared to give the reason for why we love the Lord at any time to anyone. Our words should demonstrate the power of God's grace and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So if you feel this has been valuable to you, call Karen, 813-831-5673. 
or listen to the program again on our website or donate through our website. And come to Makedem Friday, July 20th at Sharesh David in St. Pete at 7 p.m. The address 4217th Avenue North. Uh, would love to see you Friday evening, 7 p.m., July 20th. You'll be blessed. May the Lord be your first priority, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Join me in prayer. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.